Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Good morning and welcome to the Mojo Market Report right here on a Wednesday. It is Dave Sturgio, it is Chris Gucci, and of course, A5, Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios. A lot to get into today. Hope everybody's doing well out there, making money over there on the Mojo Market. Hope you're tuned in over on Mojo dot com to find out exactly how you're doing with the mojo market report there there's there's written blogs everything like that go check out mojo um mojo.com um also i listen i i know nfl heavy right nfl because that's what's happening right now but there are some transitions happening within mojo and i think of, of sources have said that nba is on the way right and we're all i'm excited about Cannot it wait i know you can't wait it's an every night process which is even better it makes things just for content purposes it just makes things a whole lot smoother unfortunately i'm a knicks fan right so i say unfortunate because i haven't seen a title in my lifetime um i've seen 94 that was fun um but last night luca is the first player in nba history history to drop a 60-20-10 triple-double on my Knicks. And in disgusting fashion, has to miss that free throw on purpose, that whole, like, get off the board, right? He does it, rebounds it himself, puts it in. <laughs> like, I, I'm i going to ask you real quick. Okay. Who, we don't know the prices, the share prices yet, nothing, nothing like that. But if you're going to invest long-term on one player right now, who is it? I mean, obviously, I'm in on Luka. Okay, so Luka is the guy for you. Like, number one, not he's close? The guy. Look, Luca, I think, is on his way to winning some titles. I think he's going to need some help. I could see a potential maybe like a little European thing happening in Dallas where they either get Jokic. I know Giannis oh my is God. locked up, but I think Jokic is out of Denver eventually. You would have to. So, I mean, how many MVPs is going to win for an irrelevant team? And uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not predicting some crazy blockbuster trade, but I think Luca eventually gets some titles. He's just too good at basketball. And eventually, his time's going to come. But if you're asking me, who's the one player? Ooh, you're putting me on the spot. Because right? I mean, you know how you know how Tom Brady is the all-time quarterback in, in Mojo the football, and then you also see the running back that actually listed Emmitt Smith. I don't know if they receive put a receiver out there. It might be Randy Jerry Rice. Oh, it's Jerry. Sorry, yeah, what the hell am I thinking? Jerry. <laughs> sorry, folks. Wednesday, Jerry Rice, and I believe tight end is Kelsey. Probably all time, right? So like. There's not. There's going to be guard, forward, center. You know what I mean. So I'm, I'm curious to know who you think. Now this isn't. I'm not about to go off on a tangent here. I mean, yeah, we can have the LeBron Jordan it's, debate. It's Luca. It's Luca. It's Trey Young. It's it's like Ugh, the John Morant's of the Trae world. Young. Obviously, that's where you're going. But I'm more interested in the the Gilgis Alexanders, the guys that are lighting it up that we haven't really expected to blossom into superstars yet. But the next wave is coming in the NBA. That's for sure. Speaking of NBA, I know I don't want to make this an NBA show, but. I, I saw an alarming stat yesterday. It's just the way the game is played. The game has changed a lot since I've been a kid. You know, guys used to be bigger. They used to post up. They used to be under the boards. Attack. Get off my lawn. No, it's not like that. Bro, I saw the the box score of the the Celtics-Rockets game last night, and they put up combined 111 attempts, three-point attempts. That's it? I mean, that's it. First of all, I I was listening to the radio coming in. They just pulled up one random game, and it just so happened to be a Knicks-Bulls Eastern Conference Finals Game 2 of 1994. There were 25 total three-point shots taken in that game. The game has changed. So dads out there, if you're teaching your son or daughter how to play the game of basketball, just teach them how to throw it up from the arc. That's it. That's all you need because that's how you make it in the NBA. That's how you win some scoring titles. That's how you win league MVPs. I'm going to keep going. I can't. I, we got to get okay, the football. Okay, so the lowest... 
<laughs> you ready? <laughs> what was that? What? The lowest um, three-point, I guess, the, the least amount of three-point attempts per team. Like So for like per team, okay, fine. Golden, per State, game. Golden State per game has like 42 and a half, right? They're clearly first. Boston's second, very close. Everyone is close. But I'm he, saying, like, who's the least, who's, who shoots the least amount of threes per game, and how many per game do you think they are? The least amount I mean, right now. I don't know what guess. team is going to be. It's the Bulls. It's the Bulls. All right, so I'm going to say they throw up 30. 30. Okay. I see. This, this game 29. has changed. This game 29. has changed. 29. It's just like, it's and just they crazy. Can't shoot. I, <laughs> right, so stop shooting three points. Imagine that. Do you think, I guess Giannis is like the closest thing to like a Shaq. Like big body, get him underneath, let him do his thing. But like even he's long range two point. Like it's just. Anyway, football, right? Football here on a Wednesday. I know, listen, we're pumped about hey, the NBA. scoring is up. It's not because of defense. It is up. So if Defense isn't down. Three-point, everyone just shoots threes. No, defense, no, is, defense down. is down. Defense is way down. That's the, not what we're Nobody's getting like, elbowed underneath anymore. I'm all for Charles defense, defense being down. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how the bank value works in NBA. We will but find out soon it's enough. it's going to be very similar to stats and accumulated stats. And I, I could imagine that and it's going to be scoring gonna... points. Yeah, you would. It's a scoring league, yeah. I don't think Jordan's the top dog in Mojo all time. You're out of your mind. I don't. LeBron's right. definitely higher. LeBron is high. Well, he's about to be the scoring, LeBron's all-time scoring definitely guy. definitely higher. He's got... Jordan took <laughs> off years in his Five time. minutes and 30 seconds of NBA. <laughs> Look, we're not even having this debate. This is this is something that's in stone. It's not like, oh, hey, I You wonder, talk to people I about Mojo? Who, you got an inside source? No, but based on their formula, the formula for Mojo is bank value, right? So you can't lose your floor. LeBron play, is year 20, dude, and he's been dominant since his rookie season. No, it's LeBron. It's not even So would that season. settle the debate? No. Oh, then <laughs> what are we talking about here? That, anyway. We're talking about mojo value. I'm understood, but I'm saying, like, if you're the highest-rated mojo person, like a Tom Brady, you're the GOAT, so does that make LeBron better than Jordan because of his mojo value? I mean, you could, you could, you make could put case, that as a factor. You could make the ESPN case, actually covered some mojo yesterday. You could yesterday, make the case that great. LeBron is a compiler in regards to Michael Jordan. In terms of that, how many no. finals did Jordan lose? None. Mm. Oh, stop! How many playoff series did Jordan lose? Don't worry and about I'm it. a Jordan guy. I think <laughs> I like them both a lot. But let's just rock him right that. now on his feet. Probably stop with that debate. Um, you're Do not. You <laughs> I lied to the public. All right, let's get to some football. Right uh, before we get into what we want to talk about today, there was a retirement that happened yesterday. I know you don't care. I do. One of my favorite players, basically of all time, just the way he goes about his business, just his grit, his size, the strength, just the. I know he's battled injuries for his entire career. JJ Watt announces that at the end of this year he'll be done. Um, there's an stop. There's an article on NFL.com right now um, saying that there's 11 current locks. For the NFL Hall of Fame, can you name them, Chris? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, hold on. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers is actually one, one, two. Aaron Donald. That's number three. While you're in um, order, Watt. Watt is number four. Okay, you're on a roll. Keep okay, going. so then I got to think secondary. Is there any safeties? Probably not. Um, is there any corners? Mm, no. <laughs> uh, well, you want me to just list them? Or you not want to yet, take any not, shots? Not quite yet. Running back wise, <laughs> receiver wise. I mean, there's yeah, a receiver on there. There's a couple linemen on there. There's a tight end that we just talked about on there. Kelsey. Kelsey's a lot. I mean, there is Mahomes, a corner. Mahomes. There is a corner. Tenured, longtime player. I mean, he's he's good. He's still making interceptions this year, as a matter of fact. I'll give it away. It's Patrick Peterson. Okay. He says he's yeah. a lock. He's a loser. Uh, <laughs> Tyron Smith. My guy, left tackle, he's a lock, apparently. Uh, Jason Kelsey, the center of the Eagles, is a lock, apparently. I don't buy that. Uh, Trent Williams is a lock. Um, he's number seven. There's only one receiver. Can you name him? 
One Randall Cobb. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but good guess. Um, not even close. Uh, Julio Jones is a lock mm. to be a Hall of Famer. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. There was one. Von Miller is a lock to be a Hall of Famer. I don't know about that one. I mean, also, I, I listen. I, I don't know if there's any I'm a personal. I, look, there's like four locks to me now that I heard that, and two of them aren't even on the list. Who's that? It's like Pat Mahomes is going to be in the Hall of Fame, and Joe Burrow. He's in here four. <laughs> wait, 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 time out. You're, you're saying that the Mahomes is a bona fide, guaranteed I mean, Hall of Famer right now? Pat Mahomes just. The, so why is he in the article, Chris? This is active players. Because I didn't write it. <laughs> Because he would be if I did. I can promise you that. Pat Mahomes is very, very, very close to approaching, like, okay. Oh, he, all right, Pat Mahomes, when you think of Pat Mahomes, you think Super Bowl champion, you think Kermit the Frog, you think future <laughs> Hall of Famer. Am I wrong here? He's a bona fide, just going to walk right in there. <laughs> I can't do a Kermit, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, he's pretty good at football. Um, there's a lot of guys that aren't good at football, and they play for the following three teams. No. The following three teams have been added to our eliminated list this week as we go into uh, the offseason. These teams have officially been mathematically junked from the playoff contention. And we start with a team we just talked about yesterday because of the fact that they're just they stink out loud. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the notable thing here is that they have $33 million in space, right? So that's that's credible. There's actually no notable free agents. Nobody's coming off the books next year that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they're losing this guy. So the, the, the value is there as far as players on the roster that will stay on the roster. Like we already said yesterday, Matt Ryan, Ellinger, and Nick Foles, all gone. Like they'll figure it out. I'm assuming they go draft maybe a trade or free agency. I don't know. Um, so the quarterback situation is alarming. So you really can't invest in any of the, quarterbacks over there but Jonathan Taylor over the course of this year has been banged up a little bit it's been a little difficult tough sledding but still is probably if he plays the next no he's out actually Uh, I was gonna say if he played the next two games he won't so he finishes the season with 192 rushes 861 yards so he averaged about 4.5 only saw Pater at four times um, caught 28 balls out of the backfield for 143 yards his share price right now is fifteen seventy nine. He's the twelfth ranked running back on the Mojo market. Future value is seven dollars eighty five cents. He's back in about three twenty six a year. Are you investing going forward into a Jonathan Taylor? Because right now you would almost assume that it's a resurgence come next year. Yeah, you don't want to assume anything with the running back position. Look, the team didn't play well this year. They're going to have to figure out the quarterback position if they're going to want to have any success running the football. I know that the offensive line had a down year. There may or may not have been some injuries that attributed to that. It could have been a poor coaching situation. Although I really do like Frank Wright going into the year. He just completely I fell like, flat. Yeah, that, hmm. Maybe he's more of a coordinator type. I think that, was and, a f- um, that was a quick quick twitch, quick like yeah, impulse firing, know, I feel you, you like. You just don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, Jim Irsay really seems to have a pulse on on things. Does he have a pulse? That was that was sarcasm. <laughs> he does not know what he's doing right now. <laughs> saw, they showed him on Monday night. He was in the, I didn't know how now, many deep he was. I'm apprehensive <laughs> to invest in Jonathan Taylor because I think that there's some more sure bets out there. But because of the amount of like he went into the season with extremely high expectations. He was essentially the the consensus number one pick across the fantasy board, fantasy boards, football, yeah. et cetera. And because of that, I think that maybe there's still a little bit of overvalue at the back end of his career. I need I need to see more out of him right now. I didn't see it this year. The Colts, they have to have there, a lot of things have to happen this offseason for them to improve. A, the coaching staff needs to be figured out until we know who's what style they're going to run and things like that. We just don't know what with Jonathan Taylor. So I'm going to wait and see on him. Um, All right. So 
Maybe we switch gears over to the wide receiver position for the Colts. Right now, Michael Pittman Jr. over the course of this year, 128 targets, 90 catches. So he could potentially exceed 100 if he just, you know, five a game for the next two games. Um, 854 yards. Right now, Pittman Jr. is the 30th ranked receiver on the Mojo market. He's got a future va uh, value of 998, and he's banking about 141 a year. Does it, like... Could you can you kind of look at Michael Pittman Jr. and say like I don't care who they throw out there at quarterback next year it's got to be better than this year? Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think Michael Pittman, all things considered, he had a really good season this year. He did not live up to the expectations in terms of if you were in a fantasy uh, league or even in the Mojo market, he probably didn't exceed your expectations. And honestly, I'm pretty sure he's down on the season. And considering 90 receptions, it makes sense because there's no touchdowns. And the yards per catch, yards per catch is under ten yards. It's very Deontay Johnson like. It's not trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking at it as a whole, the way I, what I'm seeing is this offense was abysmal. They've had nothing to show for it. quarterback. The quarterback was running for his life largely most of the time. So it's really interesting because that complete, offensive line was supposed to be really you know, a good. A lot of the times you're you're running a route, and by the time you turn around for the ball, the quarterback is rolled flushed out of the pocket the other side of the field. That probably happened more often than not in Indianapolis this season. And all, considering that. Still caught 90 balls, you mm -hmm. know, a little bit less than three-fourths of the, the targets thrown to him, which isn't the greatest, but with the quarterback play isn't, isn't all that Just because bad. he's targeted doesn't mean it wasn't in the third row. I think he's in <laughs> line know? for a bounce back. I think it's a little more safe that he will bounce back than a Jonathan Taylor will. Okay. Because, you know, he doesn't need to bounce back for much. And like you were talking about, 100 catches in a season. season. If he approaches 100, which he is, then I'm, I'm not sure how you can sit in here and say that that was a bad year. But the two touchdowns is a little alarming. Yeah, very, especially uh, going in as wide receiver one. Very but, Julio Jones-like. But, again, quarterback play. None of those guys could deliver the football the way that this guy had. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say he had a better year last year with Carson Wentz slash no, that, whatever else they trotted out there. I, I would say because of the amount of touchdowns he caught last year, I don't think he had 100 catches, and he's proud to approach that. So a little more of a possession guy this mm -hmm. year, but I'm not sure either. I mean, I could check real quick. I'm going to check real quick. Uh, yeah, Pittman Jr. Just because I'm, I'm very um, – Curious to know what he did last year. Last year he did, let's see. Oh, this is his third year, by the way, which is yeah. like, wow, alarming. Last year he caught six touchdowns. In his rookie year he caught one. How many catches did he have last year? Last year he had 88. So he's already exceeded last year's catch mark by two, and he's got two games to play. He was also ready for this. He was targeted one more time last year in full than he was this year. So he's going to go up in both catches and targets. So I, I fully expect, I'm with you, I, I think Michael Pittman is the safer investment uh, and bet and gamble on uh, over Jonathan Taylor next year because you just don't know. Jonathan, running back's life expectancy is like three years. still three in years. on Alec Pierce. I know that that, that maybe didn't materialize the way we had anticipated, but I can almost assure you that if this Colts team played better, he was going to be in a, a good spot this year opposite Michael Pittman. I agree. And he didn't do anything, in my, in my estimation, to give up his spot next year maybe if they sign a free agent but we looked at the receiver free agents there is none yeah it's that's so. not a not a lucrative class and, and i'm assuming that the draft class once again it just seems like there's just a, a mill right now in college football to just keep cranking out these amazing uh playmaking receivers so just keep your eye on that as far as the Colts are concerned as well switching gears on over to the falcons right so atlanta's been eliminated we just saw the emergence of a desmond ritter um are you in on a desmond ritter? this is the alarming part ready for this and this, to me, to me, I was just like, uh, again, we're 16 weeks into an NFL season. We're about 
14 weeks into a mojo market that's been active. So I've been able to learn and compute and figure out who's trending in the right direction, who can exceed expectations, almost like an over-under kind of pick, right? Desmond Ritter right now is the 70th ranked quarterback on the mojo market. He's listed at $7.37, right? Dude, they only have a future projection of $6.87 for the rest of his career. Like, and he's averaging uh, right now what it says is 50 cents a year. There's very low expectations for a Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I mean, where was he Why? drafted? Because he was he's a rookie. He was drafted. Yeah, but even we, some of these rookies have these expectations that are just crazy. Yeah, but when they're drafted in the first round. Yeah. So if you look at Kenny Pickett's expectations in, in relation to his stats and bank value, it's it's probably a lot higher because where they invested in him, it's all about what the team invests. Really, really that's what sets the market, essentially, in the right. beginning. So, you know, Desmond Ritter, I don't think that many quarterbacks – I've we've had this debate before, and – most quarterbacks drafted in the first round don't pan out. We've had this debate, Less quarterbacks yes. in the second round pan out, and even less as you go deeper into the draft right. tend to pan out. I mean, there's always those guys that you, you find in a diamond in the rough. They exist. Dak Prescott. Tom, Tom Brady. Dak Prescott. But Tom Brady is like the ultimate. The ultimate. The ultimate. Brock Purdy's going to wind up being in the, in the, the new rough. <laughs> um, I just don't know that Desmond Ritter is the diamond in the rough. I think he's an athletic guy. I think he's a probably a little bit of like a Marcus Mariota adjacent with a, with a little more promise because we haven't seen that he can't do it yet. What happens to Mariota? He's starting anywhere next year? Well, Mariota's on a two-year deal, so he's probably going to compete again with Ritter. He's gonna going to back up Ritter. The, if they made the move, how do you go back? Honestly. Because you enter camp with a new situation. It is what it is. Like They, mm. they, they have to give Mariota at least a chance to compete. I don't think they're going to give Ritter the keys based on what we've seen. Now, maybe. I mean, I have no idea. But there was potentially some turmoil brewing, and there might also be an out in that contract. It's not like Mariota was getting any guarantees going into this season. So, yeah, I'm not in on Ritter yet. I'm, I'm unfortunately – well, not unfortunately. I'm, I'm invested in Ritter by choice – not by choice in – I have his autograph. Right? I want him to do <laughs> all well. All that. He's like, I, I want him autograph. to do well because I have a card of Ritter that I want to go up. But I just don't. Just because and that's I want the same him thing to. with Mojo value, to be honest. But with I you. will say this: like, forget about the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all, obviously it lends to the quarterback position. But I like Atlanta's skill players. I like uh, Cordero Patterson. Even next year, we could sit here and talk about age. I'm not buying in on Cordero Patterson, right? I'm not investing personally, but. His presence on that team, I think, elevates everybody else. It makes them a better offense. Tyler Algier, that's a guy that I could see myself. Algier, now check this out. In a little bit. That, this is another alarm, not alarming, but I feel like it's a little low, right? He's right now, he's $5.81. He's 49th overall in Mojo. He's right around Clyde Edwards Alaire already, right? So, like, we all saw what happened to Alaire, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to pan out there. There's a four dollar and twenty eight future value right here when he's banking a buck fifty three a year. You're telling solid, me this guy is a solid play. That is a solid play. I and think because I think that they'll probably use him down low. So even when he's not getting a lot of usage, I think throughout his career, his size and his style of play, he's going to score touchdowns. He's going to be like the Legarrette Blunt type, or I wouldn't say Jamal a, Williams. <laughs> I could see AJ Dillon. Okay, written all over him. Very big body guy. I still guys. Don't look at Cordell Patterson as a running back. I don't know. It's just hard for me it's to. The number. It is the number. I think it is. He should have changed. Went down to the twenties or something. Um, yeah, he should. But have now done he's definitely just, so Dave could look at him as a running back. You I mean, well this is. The, I mean, look again. Like how much does it cost? Oh my god! Like, I'm just. I'm just telling you that I don't. I don't appreciate the number stuff. The changing of the getting to where whatever you want. That stuff stinks. Whenever those three see- pointers and those number changes, <laughs> I tell you, boys. And he's older than me, so don't get that twisted. All I'm saying is, 
I don't like the fact that like, oh, three hands it off to five and five. Love I'm it. like, Love stop. It. You're telling me that there is. I used to cringe when I used to see like kickers in college were 97. I used to actually, I used to actually cringe when I would see NFL players not be able to wear their college number because of a dumb rule. There's so many dumb rules in you're sports. You're telling me Quay Walker wearing Yankees, number let seven? let them shave. I mean, let them grow the beard. You're telling me Quay Walker running around wearing number seven on the defense isn't amazing? It's the dumbest thing in the I world. Love it. Give me a DN wearing all my six. All my Cowboys corners are into single digits. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? Um, anyway, get off my lawn. Um, all right, Tyler Algier. <laughs> I'm in on Tyler Algier. Just so you know, there's no guaranteed uh, salary for Marcus Mariota next year. None. So he's so potentially he might be out. out. Um, what about Drake London? Our, our sound like FM London. Look, Drake London. 1370, 39th rank. A little less than what we would have liked out of Drake London this year. Serious future value. I think when we're looking at Drake London's numbers, don't compare them to the guys in his class because it's a little bit skewed. And even the class of last year, you see it's a little bit skewed. Let's look at Drake London in comparison to rookies over over time in the history of the the game. Drake London is going to be just fine. 61 catches. I've seen him go up and make crazy catches in traffic. This guy's got a, a crazy catch radius. It's just the offense hasn't caught up to his talent yet. Kyle Pitts, I'm not so sure about. Obviously, the I didn't write Kyle Pitts down. It's so weird that you say that because I mean he's in the he's in the stats that Anthony compiled. But I, I look at Kyle Pitts like I, I, there was way, way, way too much hype about this guy, and it turns out he's That's not the reason coming why to fruition. I'm, the reason why I'm worried is because of the hype. I think Kyle Pitts, he's going to be a good player. Right, I don't know that he's going to be the next coming of Travis Kelsey, or even, mm-hmm. no or way. even you know, a guy less capable than Travis Kelsey. But he is going to be decent, at least, at the very least. He's too talented to not. The injuries are a little concerning. The usage was even more concerning. I don't think that they're really in position to want to get rid of their head coach in Atlanta. I think he did a fairly Arthur decent, Smith is brand new, fairly decent job in his first year, considering they were had no expectations. They're a game out or two games out of the division lead. Now, I know that's the division not sucks, saying but much, but just um, saying. General speaking, the Atlanta Falcons are a very interesting team to me. I fe- I feel like they're very similar to the Jets in that, um, well, the Jets play defense, but offensively they're very similar in that they have a good skill set. They have players at all these skill positions that you want to invest in, but then you look at the quarterback and you're like, I just can't. Fi- they can't figure that out, and until they figure that out, it it definitely pours cold water on the rest of the investments. It's true. Um, but that's going to be the case mostly when we're talking about these teams that were eliminated. Like they all need something, but. Because they've been picking high in the draft for the last couple of years, they all have good, talented players. Yeah. Um, Let's finish up with the Algier in, Cordero Patterson not in, Drake London in, Kyle Pitts not I'm de- in. Algier is a very interesting Algier play. and Drake London, I will buy. Yes, I'm, absolutely. Speaking of, uh, well, there's no real segue for this. This is the last team here on our list today. It's the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. Um, lots to be said about the team. Clearly the guy on your screen right now. A lot of drama surrounded him the entire year. He finally gets in there. The rust is absolutely there. We all seen it. We're all watching it. Uh, Deshaun Watson has only thrown for 703 yards over the course of his first couple games. Two touchdowns, three picks. He has run one in. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson to me is, I don't know. I just feel like a season's going to be over. Like, by the way, 15 more people come forward. And he's just like, oh, my God. So it's just like annoying. He's an annoying investment. I wouldn't. Before all this garbage that happened with him, I thought Deshaun Watson was like the Jordan of the league. I really thought he was going to be this superstar. I'm talking to Debo. That's what Debo Sweeney said when he came out. He's like, this guy's Jordan. No, I didn't listen to him. But he's he's not. Clearly, he's not. But like, I don't know, just the plays he was making when he was. And he did it on piss poor teams, too. So he was like carrying these teams on his back and he couldn't get it done because there just wasn't enough talent around him. But now he's, you know, you ship him over to Cleveland for. 
18 first-round picks and he gets a $100 trillion guaranteed salary, he's going to be the guy for the foreseeable future. Where's your stance on uh, Deshaun Watson as he's the 11th-ranked quarterback, a future value? Ready for this? Future value of 47.71. This is a quarterback-driven market, by the way. Just everybody's yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. I'm, um, not, I'm not buying it on, on Watson because of, like you said, a. I don't know that the suspension thing is going to resurface. I think he probably kind of not put that behind but him. Whatever, you know, it's they, still annoying. It didn't. Nothing came of it. It's going to be a tough, a tough sell for you know uh, the courts to be like, yeah, we're going to go through this all again. <laughs> Let's try this one more time. Um, so but why, I don't yeah. think I think Cleveland is the place where quarterbacks go to die, much like Chicago. So I don't think it, you have to overcome that. I know that doesn't really matter when like you have you have your situation, everyone else had their situation, but there is this aura about the quarterback position in Cleveland in that jersey that's been going around for the last thirty years, where they just add a name to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson, the newest name added to that jersey list, but I think because of the contract, they're going to be stuck with him for at least a, the foreseeable future. I don't think that they – I feel like the Browns, there's a slight chance that they fire their head coach. I know Stefanski? Yeah, I know it hasn't been talked about, but he's not done well. He's had a lot of offensive talent. He's one of these young minds that everybody gets falls in love with. Him and the, the Vikings guy look, and the look, Chargers look, guy. Bro, it's like yeah, all young yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing a graphic going into this season. This season. Going into this season where it had Cliff Kingsbury as a top three coach in the league. He's going to get fired <laughs> at the end of the season. Yeah, he's so, out. I think he's look, out. Look, when you don't win in this league, it goes downhill very fast, right? I know that this year you almost want to give them a pass, and they probably will. But I've I've seen things this season, last week, where I'm like, he's got to go. Just the calls that he's making in certain spots, I can't stand when coaches on fourth and inches throw a bomb. You could do it on third and inches, kind of throw them off, sure, but not on fourth. Or run it outside. Get that ball up the gut. I'm, again, old school mentality. I believe in getting the first down as soon as you So can. how about this? All right, so we're talking about Watson. What about Jacoby Brissett? He obviously plays serviceable football. I mean, he, he does lose a bunch of games. But overall, Jacoby Brissett this year, uh, has he earned himself a backup spot somewhere? 2,600 yards, 12 touchdowns, 6 picks. So Not a bad season in, in relief, I've really. I've talked about this a little bit, and I, I, I'm going to hammer it home a little bit more. I'm not investing in any backup quarterbacks unless I'm invested in the starter. This way, because a lot of times in Mojo— so you're handcuffing your Mojo what portfolio. What in Mojo, okay. it's not necessarily that you believe that the backup's going to come in and play well, but if you have the starter— the backup isn't going to consistently go down because he's not falling below expectations in a game that he wasn't expected to play in. So you have the investment in the backup, and you kind of just keep your money in the in the backup and let that marinate, let it simmer. And then you have the bigger chunk of your investment in the, in the starter, and then what ends up happening is if the starter has an injury or there's some question marks surrounding things, that will go down. But then the good news conversely about the backup will go up so it'll hedge your hedge losses your a little All bit right. and then you get out on both and you save yourself a little bit of uh, a little bit of that loss but the key would be there play. would I be like to that. get rid of the backup as soon as the news breaks because typically backup quarterbacks don't succeed in this league we've seen but they in, have. in regards to the mojo market we've seen crazy spikes for these backups when they got but their they, opportunity and then and then a lot of times what happens is sunday they happens. play and it goes back down. It's almost as if when the announcement happens, grab them, but then drop them. The you want to have them for the announcement. That's why if you're invested in a starter, invest in the backup. That's where I got I got paid. Who was it? Um, Brees Hall, Michael Carter. That's how I made that. That's that was a big. That was a good was one. Like, huh, but earlier this year, much. I had a I had a backup. Oh, it was Kenny Pickett. I made a bunch of money on Kenny Pickett because I had him. I wasn't invested in Mitch, that's for sure. But like, I knew it was only a matter of time, and when it happened, bang, you make your money, right? And I yeah. and I held on to Pickett for a little while. I think I, I think at the running back, just, at the uh, running back <laughs> position and the quarterback position, you should definitely be handcuffing. And I know that that's a fantasy term, but we should make it a mojo term as well because handcuffing these players, like I just pointed out, 
one goes up, one goes down with the same news. And I mean, yeah, you have to bet. put the money out to, to be in this kind of situation. But that's but the thing. You have to have disposable income there where you're going to put your money correct. in the backup because you know that that's just an insurance policy. So it's like, hey, when you buy a, a video camera on Amazon, they're like, do you want to spend $89 to, month to protect this for three months? I always say no. On Mojo, I should be saying yes. <laughs> just going to say that. I like because that you could get your money back whenever you want. It's not like you invest in the backup and you're like, okay, I have this insurance there. But if you're like, you know what? He ain't never coming He's in. He's not coming out. He's yeah. playing good. Their offensive line is amazing. And you're like, you know what? Christmas is coming. I need to buy some gifts. <laughs> you could take your backup money out. Okay. All right. I, Interesting. I, I, I'm allowing it. Multiple plays here today on the Mojo Market as far as strategy goes. Uh, playoffs are right here, man. So it's very interesting. Uh, a couple other guys, obviously, Nick Chubb. He's the fourth. Right, like, that's a guarantee right there. I think he's going to be a bell cow forever. I know Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's year. probably out of town. No, definitely out of town. Um, Kareem Hunt's got about 700 all-purpose yards as the supplementary, supplementary, backup running back, I guess you could say. Um, I think he lands somewhere, so this is a good chance for you to get in on a hunt right now because, again, once he signs that contract, whether it be an overpay or not, it doesn't matter, really. If somebody gives him a four-year deal, expectations will go through the roof. He'll probably, look, the running back class is, is sturdy. We need to see who gets franchise tagged and things like that. But that is a big, There could yeah. be a chance that Kareem Hunt is like the fifth best running back in this class. With a with a league that doesn't need many, I mean, just starters. remember what he used to do in Look, Kansas City. When he I'm started, gonna make a prediction. He's a monster. I'm going to make a prediction on Kareem Hunt. Oh boy! All right, I I think Kareem Hunt's a good player, and I think the league views Kareem Hunt as a good player, but he plays a position that the league also views as very very expendable, replaceable, expendable. However mm. you want to put it, he has a little bit of wear and tear, a little bit of tread. Sure, now he's going on to his second contract, mm -hmm. right? Maybe even his third, considering how things shaked out, yeah, uh, yeah. played out, yeah. Um, I don't know that Kareem Hunt just gets handed the keys anywhere. If, if what we've seen at a so you're thinking the same role, different team, maybe a slight increase in the role because he's getting to pick where he's going. But when you pick where you go and then you get to camp, all thing there's no guarantees in free agency. See, you have I, to go. You're hmm. signing with the with the front office, and then the coaching staff gets you. They're not going to be like, look, we gotta. He's not going to get this twenty million dollar deal. My my idea, him. my my prediction for Kareem Hunt as we wrap this show up is Kansas City. <sighs> Go back to Kansas City. Uh, no, my prediction for Kareem Hunt, I can see it too because they're going to be looking for. I like Pacheco, though. That's my guy. Um, Rockers alone. But they don't like Clyde Edwards Alaire. They do and not. Jarek like, McKinnon is potentially gone. Well, he is potentially gone. My prediction for Kareem Hunt would be that whoever loses their, their star, there's, there's, I know there's a possibility for franchise tags with Oak, uh, Las Vegas and franchise tag possibilities with New York, but I can see, I can see. Kareem Hunt being the stopgap between the next find in Las Vegas or the Giants or one of these teams that want to have that guy that they're going to have to pay half the money to, even with a, if, uh, even if, with the if like, they let Saquon go or the Raiders. What I'm Jacobs saying is go, like everybody that. knows that the tag price is 12 mil. If you can get Kareem for six, you're probably going to do that. Or if or if Miles Sanders gets paid again, fill it up. A lot of the I'm curious because these guys were all players. I think for Kareem the trade Hunt, deadline, it never Hunt, happened. It's more likely that he ends up on a good team with a with a solid role, but he splits carries no matter what. Would you that, take an AJ Dillon, Kareem Hunt backfield? No, <laughs> right, absolutely then. not. Right, me neither. Because I have Aaron Jones. No, I'm saying if Jones for whatever reason was gone, that's then, why I said the two. Then yeah, okay. I wouldn't be like thrilled about it, but yeah, Kareem no, Hunt's a good player. I think Hunt's good, so whatever. I think Aaron Jones is a lot better. I think so too. All right, let's get out of here. So do us a favor, guys. Follow us on social media: Instagram, Twitter. 
TikTok. We're all over the place. Go over there at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very easy to find us. Join the Discord every day. We're having a new conversation. I saw some convo yesterday brewing about some seriously heavy, heavy hitters. People are dropping very, very heavy coin in the Mojo market, and they are making some money fast. And look, with that, there is also risk. Just be careful. Multipliers are fun, but they can crush you as well. So just play it smart. Listen to us. Get a notebook out each and every morning on the Mojo market. Jot down a few things. Nine times out of ten, Chris is right. I'm, I'm probably giving Thursdays. away too much credit there, but you know it's 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 Except up there. Thursdays and Mondays. Remember, you have the three hundred. If you bat baseball, you three hundred. You're you know three out of ten. You're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, not when you're doing um, <laughs> betting. Three out of ten is not going to work. No, it's not. You're losing money. Unless you're don't do that. <laughs> All right, so for Dave Sturgeon, soccer. Chris, don't you do that. Chris Gucci, and of course, a five behind the glass. This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Back here tomorrow, guys. It is week number 17. Mm. The Dallas Cowboys wearing their white ice jerseys and alternate stuff and all that. I'm pumped. It's the Cowboys. It's the Titans. It's week 17. We'll see you guys tomorrow.